partnered with Foria Wellness, which is a CBD brand that makes really beautiful self-care products, um, luxury type of things that can help relax you. Um, They make a really nice bath salt, um, a wonderful hand salve, really thick, nourishing hand salve. They make CBD lube. They make CBD suppositories that are one of the only things that I've found that help with my cramps and they help so fast. It's pretty incredible. Um, And now they also make suppositories for for butts. Um, There is a link for that uh, in the show notes. And when you shop through that link, we get a little kickback. So that helps us out and you get some nice stuff. I've also partnered with Lust Cinemas and all their related, uh, they have several different sort of production companies. I'm not sure if they're distinct production companies, but there's X Confessions, there's uh, Lust Cinemas, and then they have a soft core also. So if you like to watch sexy films um, that you know are ethically made and people are paid well. Um, I've intimacy coordinated on some of these sets and I can tell you it's really impressive how they run run their shoots um, and they make really great content. Um, So I also have a 20% off link to that and the links in the show notes will automatically apply that discount. So that's another way to help the show out and get something for yourself. I have a few classes coming up to share with you. There's Boundaries and Consent for People Pleasers happening again. Um, that is uh, That starts October 5th. It's a five-week class. There is Authenticity in Social Media, which is a two-day that I'm co-teaching with Aphomia Hylomaskal. That is November 7th and 8th. That is a great fit for anyone um, trying to promote a business on social media and who wants to find their voice and some authentic branding and marketing. It's also great for artists who are looking to showcase your work, Um, writers, comedians, performers, musicians, visual artists, sex workers, anyone uh, who wants to communicate what you're doing uh, with an audience on social media, not lose yourself in the process, um, not burn out, uh, and really find authentic ways to do that. I'm doing uh, the Yes to No Spectrum for Practitioners, which was called Train the Trainer in the past, uh, a five-day intensive, November 6th through 10th. That's a really great fit for anyone who does one-on-one coaching or counseling therapists, um, sex workers, practitioners of all kinds, body workers, etc. Um, also anyone who teaches groups. So if you're a life skills teacher, a sex educator, anything like that, um, it's going to be really in depth around the estino spectrum, practice exercises to bring it into the body, um, frequently asked questions, uh, best practices for teaching, so on and so forth. That's a really great one happening in November. And then we moved Grief with Brooke. This was announced in the last podcast episode, but in case you were on the newsletter or on Instagram, Grief with Brooke is now uh, November 8th. That's a four-week class, but we're going to skip the week of Thanksgiving. Um, That class will support with all the grief that comes up through the boundaries and consent 
learning journey, uh, loss of relationships, loss of um, past versions of yourself, uh, grief for how different your life could have been. Brooke creates a really beautiful space to navigate those feelings uh, and, and practice and create rituals for yourself to move through that. All of that is available through the links in the show notes, as well as my workbooks. I have boundaries and consent, the general one. I have one for people pleasers, um, an unblocked one for moving through creative blocks and boundaries and your business. And I also offer one-on-one coaching on boundaries in your business and figuring out what it is that you want to offer and how to market that. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching, unblocked coaching for moving through creative blocks for artists of all kinds. And I also offer consent lessons for cis men, boundary coaching coaching sessions for everybody. And I have space for a few more new clients. Um, All of that information is through my website, consentwizardry.com. Ways to support the show and this work, of course, financially, I really appreciate it um, through subscribing on Instagram or the Patreon, uh, but also not financially, really helpful to write a review, rate the show, share it with friends, join the newsletter, forward that to people in your life, um, tell your boss about Consent Wizardry, about me, I can come give... um, do workshops, give talks, things like that. I'm also available to speak at colleges and universities. There are ways to make a one-time or a sustaining donation on my website as well through the shop. And I have some cool hats that say share the load and I said no and there's some t-shirts and posters and things. Um, So those are other great ways to support the show. I also still very much need funding for my musical. Um, The GoFundMe link for that is in the show notes. Um, I have to finish recording the soundtrack, which is, uh, some of you may know, horribly expensive. Um, I have to go back to New York to do some more rehearsals, and I'm trying to go to Edinburgh for the Fringe Fest next year uh, doing a solo version of the show. So all of this costs, you know, so much money, so much money. It all costs money. Uh, So anything helps, really. I so appreciate anything you can give. All right, let's go. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Off to a great start. Who are you? Oh my God, I'm Risden. Um, I'm a whore. <laughs> this feels like a 12-step meeting. <laughs> Hi, Risden. Hi. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? Uh, I'm Timothy Chalamet, oh. also known as Mia Schachter. I thought you looked the- familiar. Yeah, I'm super famous, and I'm dating. What's her name? I heard that he and Kylie broke up. Oh, Kylie Jenner, right? Yes, that's the team. Um, but you should wow, ask your friend was... Gigi Hadid. I'm sure she knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me hit up Gigi. Um, wait, they broke up. That was short lived. Yeah, yeah. I liked your theory that it was like be due for both of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good uh Uh, yeah so needless to say i feel like it was implied but i'm the twink half of mm -hmm. this show Mm -hmm. and this show is called you're doing it wrong wrong. a show about consent two point what was it 2.0 there's so much more 
then yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> Risen came up with that tagline. <clears throat> Pardon. Look at me go. Look at me go. Yeah. You're really good at like um coming up with terms for things, like coming up with words and names for phenomena. Mm, yeah, I like uh analogies. And one of my favorite gigs was naming drinks at a bar that my then boyfriend owned. It was so fun. Just because you just get to like Wikipedia K-hole, you know. Uh-huh. Ugh, the dream. I should come to you if I need like um I don't know, a band name or yeah. One of my favorites that we've said on here, but is worth defining perhaps is mm. leftist pillow talk. Oh yes. How are you, Mia? What's your um how are you feeling in your body right now somatically? <laughs> are you in alignment? Are you feeling activated? I I was in alignment until you asked me that heinous question. <laughs> would you like I to do it? Right you like out. To do it? <laughs> I am now out. I need to go to the chiropractor, our chiropractor. Who we love. So hot, by the way. Can, can I say their name? I was gonna, and then you just said that. And now I'm so like. Hot. So okay. married. So hot. Yeah. Yeah. Kendra Wu. Yeah. Um. In Los, if you're in Los Angeles and you need a chiropractor, especially if you want specifically a trans chiropractor who's just fucking awesome and hilarious, um, yeah, check out the Cairo Collective, Kendra yes. Woo. At everybody gym. At everybody gym. Just yep. like Glassville Park, I guess. Cypress right? Park? Thank you. I don't yeah, know. Well, it's one of the parks. Yeah. All the lesbian villages are like park or like um yeah like highland park echo park or there's silver lake you know like it's all like mm. we, lo- we love trees and pussy there's also echo park lake <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean <laughs> can't get any care than that <laughs> <laughs> there's swan boats oh my god it's the running joke with my friend alex and i was like if you need to like you and your girlfriend need to like unpack and process you need to like get in the swan boat so you oh, have, I love that's like, that. that's where that happens. Yeah. It's a designated dike processing zone. Right. Because then you really know if they simply can't <laughs> tolerate the conversation, you'll know because they will jump out into the water. We're not getting out of this swan boat until we come to some sort of like co-regulated agreement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Co-regulated. Co-regulated. So leftist pillow talk, <laughs> <laughs> to define a term, is, um, and help me out here, but it's basically mm-hmm. when we're sort of in the, like, echo chamber of all of the, like, lefty-left language, and it's um, very kid-gloved, and it's very, um, we're almost to the point of saying nothing because we're being yes. so like gently policing of our own language that it's it, a good example is when someone gives um, a land acknowledgement that then becomes an acknowledgement of all of their privileges. And they take up 30 minutes of the meeting to do that. And I'm yes. like, this can't be happening right now. Yes. I had an experience of that recently that was like through, um, I don't know. I don't want to put anyone on blast. <laughs> Basically, I was there to learn how to do a mikvah myself at home, which is the Jewish ritual cleansing bath. It was a 90-minute class, I think, and we spent almost half of it 
talking about, um, yeah, like various forms of introduction and, you know, what felt very performative to Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, anyway, uh, I think I, I also think of leftist pillow talk, how you've conceptualized it as like a whole lot of buzzwords that maybe have lost a lot of their meaning. Mm -hmm. I've also heard it described by people of color in my life as like flowery white lady healer language. Yeah. Yeah. Like the crystals so far up your ass. You just can't stop mm -hmm, talking. Yeah. mm -hmm. And it's not just the language, but it's the tone. Oh, the tone is, the tone is imperative. I just want to honor what you're saying to me right now. There's a meme or like a tweet about this where someone is like, this woman spilled her drink on me in a nightclub and I turned to her and was like, bitch, what the fuck? And the the girl was like, I like, I honor your upset and like, I totally appreciate your point of view and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it makes you almost like more angry because you just want to be like, bitch, just be like, I fucked up. Sorry. Ugh. Yeah. Can I pay for your dry cleaning? It's like not everything right. needs to be like a processing. We don't need to get in the swan boat all the fucking time. Right. Oh, I like, I like the swan boat metaphor (laughs) yeah I think there's like a one of my least favorite ones is this very compulsory thank you for sharing that (laughs) I'm dry heaving right now I'm like a cat that you're like don't do it on the carpet yeah Yeah, no um yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing that especially in places where it's like nobody asked you to share that Mm -hmm. again I've brought this up before like in class we're supposed to be like sharing about our responses to reading and people just end up going to like the most horrible thing that ever happened in their childhood. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, what do I do with this? I'm not what we are not. I know it's not like, it's also like, I would love to see the, whatever the thing is that you can say when you're not grateful that they shared. (laughs) That's like, um, the, the version that's like, I would classify that as trauma dumping and I'm not okay with this moving forward. Right. But then you're the bad guy. Right. Because they shared so vulnerably, vulnerably, Mia. Vulnerably. You fucking monster. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's like my darkest secret is that I'm a fucking monster. You know, take, that's why we're friends. Yeah. 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 Because I'm a catty queen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we wouldn't get along if, that weren't the case. <laughs> the thank you for sharing that to me is like, you heard someone else say that. And so now you say that. And I'm, I mean, I sound like I'm being so judgy, but like I did that, you know? And now I think, and I don't think I did it. I I know myself to be someone who is like so often to a fault tied to like authenticity and this is like, you know, in part kind of my acting training, I'd say, ironically or not, um, that like, I'm not going to say something unless I believe it or I feel it. And so if I can't say that and really mean it, I'm not going to say it. And I so often feel when people say it to me, like, I don't, I don't feel the gratitude. I just feel like, it's scripted. I feel like you, you heard someone else say that and now you feel like you're supposed to say it. So you're saying it. 
it's like when you're like in a service industry situation and the person's like, thanks for coming or like, thank you. And you're like, yeah, it's just, it's what we say. Yeah, Yeah. it's what we say. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not like, and that's fine. Like, you don't need to be grateful that I... (laughs) It's a patron of this business. Other people. (laughs) Yeah. For your service. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. But this, it's sort of like a polite way to be like in the vein of how are you? It's like, I'm not really asking you to be, you know, maybe with you, I do want to hear how you are, but it's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, thanks for sharing. It was really like a nice way of being like, so you're done talking and we're moving on to the next person. (laughs) Right. So you finished your story. So I'm putting a bow on what you just said and we're moving on yeah. as if it never happened. <laughs> yep. Yep. Speaking yeah. of things that never happened. What? Is that a good segue? To memory yeah. stuff. Yeah. We did want to talk about memory stuff today. Um, the fallibility of memory, I guess, is how I would name that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not the only person who says that, but. Did you coin that? <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell's going to sue us. I don't know who came up with it, but I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, so like my interest in this goes way back to college, I guess I'd say where I, I ended up declaring philosophy as my major. And then I almost switched my major to neuroscience. We love neuroscience. Love. We love. Hey, neuroscience. I just want to say like, Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing. (laughs) Hey, thank you for sharing. That was really impactful. Oh, my God. Uh, um, (laughs) Yeah, okay. But uh, I think I remember, like, learning about this and um, the way that, like, every time you recall a memory, you change the memory. Mm. And thinking about how that intersects with, like, justice as a concept but also like our you know u.s like criminal justice quote unquote system it's just like keeping it light today what is this why are there balloons on your screen did you see that no what am i there were balloons that just came up on your screen mia whoa really oh my god am i losing my mind okay well anyway Maybe there's something that I said that like triggered balloons. This is the let's see if I do Western criminal justice system. This <laughs> is <laughs> the balloon trigger. <laughs> like when you text somebody on your iPhone, it's like happy birthday. <laughs> Western criminal justice system. <laughs> you guys, I swear I'm not hallucinating. Party. They're, <laughs> they're literally oh were balloons God. on Mia's That's screen. So funny. Yeah. That okay, so makes me wonder if the people who invested in Zoom planted that as an Easter egg because they also invest in prisons. And so when you say criminal justice system, they're like, ha-ha. Cha-ching. Yeah, exactly. Little PayPal notification on your phone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. Um, <laughs> okay. So, and then I also, as a theater nerd, I think was even before this, like, originally really intrigued by um 12 angry men Mm. in which one of the key witnesses basically it's like proven that she is not a reliable narrator because of her memory um yeah so so and then also you know this larger question that i feel like we've touched on on in here of like 
free will versus fate slash determinism. And then like the way that that particular um, battle argument dichotomy is represented in, you know, neuroscience, which largely believes that we mostly don't have free will. Mm. Um, there's this guy who just wrote a book. I'm blanking on his name. Um, where he's arguing that basically we don't at all, like there's no such thing as free will. Um, and I, and then, and then the other side being philosophers who really want to believe in free will and choice and yada, yada. Um, you know, I think I used to really be on the side of like, we don't really have free will at all, but that the illusion of free will, the illusion of choice is like integral to our human experience. Yeah. And I, I think I've landed somewhere in the middle, but still like leaning towards that, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's a spectrum. Anyway, you have a bunch of psych info to offer us on this topic. Uh, Yeah. So, um, I ended up, this was sort of timely that we've been learning about memory, uh, in school, uh, in my least favorite class, cognition, which is cognition. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I hate cognition. <laughs> don't Fuck know why. Cognition. Yeah. Like cognition, I like honor and respect your perspective. And I want to hold space for the um for your experience, but also you're so boring. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I keep like trying to find a way to give a shit and I just can't. Um but what anyway. Is cognition thinking? Yeah, it's like, well, so part of it is memory. It's like it's like um, cognition is like, how do we think? How do we learn memory? Things like this. Yeah. Is it because your teacher is boring or is it because you're a bimbo? I think mostly because I'm a bimbo. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like either give me the like science, science, like the hard science, like the hard science, or just like, let's sit around and talk about theory. Like, I don't, I just don't, I just don't think it's that interesting. I'm just like, I don't really care how we learn. Like, Can I don't care. A- can we take a quick, t- quick detour? <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to hear, I, so that I can differentiate. Sure. I want to hear your um, leftist pillow talk voice, your mm. white healer lady voice, and then I also want to hear your like bimbo slut voice. Yeah. So bimbo slut is like a little bit more like this because she's like super W-E-T. I don't know why I decided uh, that's like not a word I can say. And she does this with her hair. Uh-huh. It's uh, a lot of like this. And then um, white lady healer would be mm-hmm. a little bit more like um, there's a lot of pausing and a lot of like slowed down. Oh, yeah. Very breathy, very yeah. breathy. Well, it's because my shockers are so aligned that just when I fart, it comes out of my mouth. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything other than sunbeams through my perineum <laughs> in the last 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Round of applause for Risden. Thanks, guys. Balloons. Balloons. Crim- criminal justice, justice system. system. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so regarding yeah. memory, the, the thing that I found super interesting was um, how fallible our memory Foul, is. Fallible, fallible, fallible. Are you, are you sure? Are you sure? 
I am 100% positive. This is, I can't seduce Mia, unfortunately, so they're going to have to disagree with me. Um, You've tried. <laughs> Lord knows I've tried. <laughs> to be my friend is for it to get weird. Um, so, yeah, just the that memory is fallible. Mm-hmm. Um And like specifically that when we have a memory, the way that it's encoded. So if I have a memory of going to Disneyland, right, I remember it in snapshots in the encoding process, meaning like, right, the writing it down, essentially the storing of that memory and that in retrieval, the snapshots are brought out and sort of strung together. And so that in the stringing together, there can be false memory, basically the Mm -hmm. imagination sort of fills in the gaps and that Mm -hmm. that's, that's not like. That's just everybody's brain does that. Do you know what I mean? There was a really interesting um, reference to when George W. Bush uh, was recalling his account of like, what were you thinking when you were told about September 11th? And we all know that moment because he was teaching the school, right? He was like reading to kids and that guy came over and spoke in his ear. We all have that picture of his face because it's so memeable and delicious. Um, And he said that he remembered watching the first plane hit the towers. But there was no footage of that at the time. It like later came out that there was footage of that. But the footage we kept seeing was the second plane. But the because he'd had so there was such an emotional um, veil around him being told that the plane that a first plane had hit the tower. His brain had like constructed mm-hmm. this memory of seeing it when he hadn't. And it's interesting because that feels so like. Um, psychopathic or like it feels well, or so- like are you lying he's lying yeah, right or, right or that he's making stuff up right and and he is making something up but he right. believed it but that's what our brains do is especially in like really charged situations we construct these memories based on things especially in like really heightened um right memories yeah we like make them visual which i thought was really interesting that is super interesting also the way that like I think they call it bias, but just that if we have a memory of something and then later we get more information, um, it then paints that memory like, is it like retroactively? I don't know. I don't know how you would Mm -hmm. say it. But so like if I have this memory of, um, again, I don't know why Disneyland keeps going up or why this would ever happen. Please don't do this to me. My boyfriend takes me to Disneyland. (laughs) Please, (laughs) Please don't ever take me to Disneyland. Um, and then we break up and it's really tumultuous that I, the actual experience was like really fun, let's say, bear right. with me here. And it, then looking back, it, it's, we all have this experience of looking back on memories of exes and being like, Disneyland mm. sucked with that boy. I hated going to Disneyland with him. That was trash. When it wasn't actually, it's just like the bias now paints over it. Right. Which I think is interesting. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also thinking about your use of the this new word that you've invented called oh, fallible. God. Yeah, do you like it? I do because I think what you were doing is you were combining fallible and malleable. Ooh, look at me go. Yeah, I do that with um, diligent and vigilant. And what I say diligent or... Digilante. Div... Yeah, vigilant, I've said in the past by accident. Interesting. Anyway. Words. Um, yeah. I think this is really 
I, okay. I want to tell the story about my mom and her camera. Your mother, who I've only met briefly, but I'm low-key obsessed with. Go on. Yeah. Just set my the, set my the mom's scene. pretty – she's pretty great. Right. Sup, Susan? <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, does she? She listens to my other podcast. Yeah, don't let she, her listen to this one. She came to lunch one time, and she was like, I was just listening to your interview with your, your podcast with this friend of yours. And like, wow, she's so smart. Yeah, she would like, never say oh, that about mom, me. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true. My mom can see through anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. She would. <laughs> Except for. No, I'm serious. If you, you could talk to her like this and she would still think that you're really brilliant. <laughs> All right. Tell your story. I'll win over your mother another time. <laughs> you, I'm sure that whatever. All right. Um, so Susan asked me to return the film camera that she gave me, that she gave me her film camera, which she had given me in high school. Um, she said, can I have my Olympus back? I brought her the camera she gave me in high school. It was a Nikon. So I handed it to her and she said, this isn't my camera. And I said, Yes, it is. It's the camera you gave me when I was in high school. It's the only film camera I've ever had. And she said, this is a Nikon. I gave you my Olympus. And I was like, no, this is the only camera I've ever had. And it's what you gave me. And she said, this isn't even a film camera. This is a digital camera. And I said, no. And I popped it open to reveal the like film place that you put the film. Yeah. Um, and then she just insisted. She just was like, I gave you my Olympus. I want my Olympus back. That's what I gave you. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. This is the only film camera I've ever had. Um, you know, and then we dropped it. But she was like, she was very hostile. She was very, very hostile. And she really didn't believe me. So a couple weeks later, uh, she said... She sent me a text and she said, um, hi, honey. Uh, I was cleaning out a closet and I was very surprised to find my Olympus camera. And I said, I bet. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> um, you know, you were so convinced that I had it. And she was like, I know, uh, whatever. And I was like, Anyway, this is a little like family silliness, but I, I, my dad had witnessed the whole thing. And so I texted him and I was like, did you hear that mom found her Olympus camera? And he goes, uh, no, I didn't, but I hope you got an apology. And I said, not yet. And then by the time I got back to my mom, my conversation with my mom, she was like, you already ratted me out to dad. I was like, you know, you were really hostile to me. You were very hostile. And she said, I'm sorry, sweetie. And I said, you didn't believe me. Mm. And here's the part that is so important. She said, it wasn't that I didn't believe you. It was that your experience so contradicted my memory. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, I kind of had this like, you know, dare I use the word expansive. Mm. Expansive. Expansive. Sounds like a queef when you say it. You yeah. Know? Expansive. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you not see that, Mia? No. More balloons? It did a it it did a like thumbs up balloon. What? It's only showing up on my side. That's so weird. Okay, I don't know what's going on. We'll have to look at maybe, the recording. Maybe you've been up you've updated your Zoom and I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. It's very upsetting. Anyway, Whoa. so yes, you're your okay. yes. So I, you know, I just kind of went like, whoa, what a metaphor, right? Like, mm-hmm. what an example of how, and like, and I love these examples, you know, I love these examples, the like the smaller and more harmless the example, the more mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of a sudden we can then apply it to these way more harmful and like way more serious things, situations. So, I, what I thought of that was like, you know, that's a silly thing that happened between me and my mom. But when you think about like, and it's, so it's easy to understand like memory is fallible. I'm going to use that word now. (laughs) And, uh, and we have different experiences of reality, different perceptions. You know, we, we have to be willing to deal with the very, present reality that that memory is not reliable very much not right okay so then we start to look at things like sexual assault rape consent violations in the extreme um you know I love how you went from like one percent to just like a hundred there was no yeah, like let's go car accidents conflict it was just like <laughs> essay right out the well bat. <laughs> I mean yeah because that's when we see so commonly the the narratives of like things like and cancel me if you gotta here we go quote, things like and I quote believe women mm-hmm. or yeah like so this speaks to I'll come in with this example that there and I told you about this last time before we started recording that there was this experience of this woman who was assaulted in her home. And while she was assaulted from someone she didn't know, she had the television on and the news was mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. she was later asked for a description of um, of her assaulter, she described this person and they found, like gave a physical description. I think this was in Australia. They found the guy who matched, she knew his name, whatever, I guess. They, they found the guy who matched the description. And unfortunately he had an alibi and his alibi was that he was delivering the news as an anchor while she was being assaulted and they were like, Oh, so the heightened emotion of that experience, she, she, her brain somehow saw the anchor on the television as it was happening and, and put that guy's face on the face of her assailant and an abuser. Like it's, it's bananas. I mean, they literally arrested the guy. I mean, could you imagine if, if it was like, he looked just like Tom Cruise and it's like, it turns out she was like watching vanilla sky. I mean, it's basically what, what happened. Like it's, and I, I think that's, you know, that's, this is how fallible our memory is, (laughs) especially when we're in these heightened states. And I've said this to you before. It's like, I don't know if this is my particular brain wiring, but like when I'm in conflict with somebody and it is like very emotional, sometimes people do this thing where they're like, like, um, they'll be like, well, you just said that. Or like say right. what you just said two minutes ago. And I'm like, I cannot possibly do that. Like I'm not, I'm in my like limbic brain. I'm not in the, my frontal cortex, like, you know, listening to somebody lecture on a topic where I'm like taking notes. Like I'm not in that 
stenographer. Is that the word? Part of my mm. brain. I, I can't, I don't know exactly what I've said. And I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of counting on you and me to like be able to mind this conversation together, which is hard to do when both people are hella fucking activated, like have a sense of reality. That's um, like overlapping. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. It's reminding the way what you're talking about is reminding me of this roommate I had and we were having a conflict one time and she um, said, you know, you just said this. Mm. And I was like, no, you said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. And like when I said that, she realized. But I was like, how do we how can we possibly navigate conflict if, and forgive me, but like, if you're, this is, this is so on PC, but like, if your brain is so fucked up <laughs> that you think this is my thoughts at the time, not language I would actually use to say to a human being, but like, how can I ever navigate any kind of conflict with you? If you're literally going to think that things that you said were things that I said. Yeah, I had a conflict with somebody recently where I was like, you're being dishonest with me. And then Mm -hmm. they accused me of calling them a liar. And I was like, I don't. And the only thing I had to lean on was that I was like, I'm not really somebody who calls people names. Yeah. Generally, like I'll do it when there's like, when things are really fucked up. But like in general, I don't. I was like, that doesn't sound like me. Right. Really. But it was like, because they were hearing through their lens. Yes. Like a previous conflict they had had, you know what I, It's like, it's really, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so the kind of takeaway for me or the context that I put this in, at least this story with my mom mm. was like, it kind of connects with this sort of overarching thing that we've been talking about a lot. One second. just a big truck backing up oh I can't hear it okay well it was bothering me um (laughs) so oh this this idea of like what do we do or or how can we live with live with it when there is no blame Mm. like this situation with my mom, there's no blame. You know, my mom wasn't, and I think it's easy to see in that scenario. There's no blame here because my mom's memory played a trick on her. Uh, You know, I was, yeah, like hurt emotionally that she didn't believe me. I was frustrated. I was annoyed. Well, yeah, um, I would I would imagine you were like, I'm not like I'm, I'm, I'm not, not lying. I'm not a liar. You. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right. Like, why would I lie about this? Yeah. Right. And I'm not like trying to keep your Olympus camera from you. Yeah. Um so when there's you know, when harm occurs or misunderstandings occur, or people have different ideas of what's real, often there is no blame. There just is no blame. And that's very uncomfortable. Um, so for me, if we can 
like, like when, when we have that impulse to blame, to figure out who is at fault, it's a bit of a, like, I think it's related to the, um, like the impulse to punish. Mm. And if we can attempt to get more comfortable without blame, then I do think collectively we would put more resources, more energy, time, money into healing from whatever harm has occurred because we would be diverting it from where it goes often now, which is towards punishment, conviction, finding the person who fucked up. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like in restorative practices, we really, um, traditional language is very like there's a victim and there's an offender. And yes. uh, and most of the work I do, that's sort there's some lensing of that, but there's often what we call mutual harm, mm-hmm. um, which would be, and I feel like that's most of the harm that occurs, knock on wood, yeah. in my life is that there's like, I fucked up, you fucked up, right? Or like, I, don't, I mean, not exactly the same as your mom's example, because that's like a trick of memory and people doing the best they can, given like an yeah. odd circumstance. But like- And Jane, being, my mom is 70. <laughs> Yeah. And even this is the kind of thing that could totally happen to me tomorrow. Like, I think I let you something that was yellow, but it was actually green. Like that's Mm -hmm. pretty like, yeah. um, I had something else I wanted to say about that, but I forget what it was. (laughs) Oh, but I think also like the thing about blame is it's, it, it comes back to this thing we've talked about, about like the brain seeks rest like it's redu- mm. it's reductive and it's like if i can say i'm thinking of i'm going to be very um obtuse here deliberately but i'm thinking about a client i worked with where there was an error a technical error something he should have prepared for and he didn't um that resulted in harm occurring there's another client i worked with a similar thing there should have been um protocols in place that weren't and so people were affected um things like that where it's like this person um fucked up but it wasn't intentionally harmful there is like blame there's blame there's like responsibility but there's not this thing of like and therefore you're a bad person it's like literally this person just made a mistake like they did like they didn't use their turn signal and they should have do you know what i'm saying it's like Mm -hmm. but we but it then becomes like and you're an abuser and you're a monster and you're a predator and it's like no i just really like didn't use my turn signal and i should have and i and that's the level of fuck up we're talking about like i fucked up and i'm so sorry you yeah. know, I don't know. I, there's also something interesting coming up for me in what you're saying, which is like in, you know, in one situation, sometimes there is, there is an offender and a victim, or we could say someone who caused harm and someone who was harmed. But what happens, I think, is that that gets extrapolated unconsciously into in the world. There are. Mm abusers and there are victims good guys and bad guys right good guys and bad guys and what that does is it you know and then that often like gets snapped to a gender binary Mm -hmm. right especially in certain kinds of harm Mm -hmm. and then the result often is that the people who see themselves in the narrative of victims think that they couldn't possibly cause any kind of harm. Yeah. I'm laughing because I know who you're talking about and I will call it out if you want. 
since oh. it's my identity. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, cis, cis women. women. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, cis women. Yes. yes. Did you forget they existed for a moment? What a blissful I, moment I, that I, must no, have been no. for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for sure. That's yes, right. Like cis women see themselves as victims in sexual harm narratives, as well as I would say, like more broadly a lot of cis women feel that they are not capable of like violating consent. There are people Mm -hmm. who violate consent and people who get their consent violated. Mm -hmm. And the people who get their consent violated are women and the people who violate consent are men. And so, you know, I've now had numerous instances with cis women or people who at one point have identified as cis women. And I'm like, you are actually atrocious at consent. Like you don't pay it any mind because you think that it is impossible for you to be bad at it or violate it. It doesn't apply to me. That's for men. Right. Because they're right. the offenders, right? Yes. Um, I will bring it into some topical events right now. Oh, wow. And just very briefly. Yeah, ooh, okay, <laughs> here we go. Um, I see it amongst... If, if we want to, if we could, you know, ex- expand this a little bit into like anyone who sees them themselves in the narrative of oppression, mm. that their people have been oppressed, those people then often have a really hard time believing that they are capable of oppressing. Yeah. Jews. Oh, I was wondering who you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking about my fellow Jews. Yeah, it makes me think too of, uh, yeah, white women and how like uh, the George Floyd was like this huge thing for white women in a way because they were like, holy shit, I am complicit in something. And it just was like this odd. George Floyd? What did I say? What did you say? You said said George Floyd. Didn't I? White women. Are you talking about the Amy, the one who the in the park? Let's talk about that one. Yeah, yes. I well, I don't remember her last name. Yes, the bird watching guy. Yes, 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 yes that guy. He, yes, that yeah, and he was like a writer for the New York Times or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it, yeah, like this this thing of being like, um, you can't accuse me of doing something uh, based in oppression because I am oppressed because I'm a woman, and it's like right. whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not capable of... There's so much resistance to that. Right, right. And those things just are not... Like, that's where that, I think, you know, the extrapolating of, like, this, uh, you know, this binary where perhaps it exists sometimes in an individual situation, right? Like, someone caused harm and the other person was harmed. Like, extrapolating that into that there are two kinds of people, right? There's people who are harmed and there's people who cause harm. And I will say, I've said before, there are two kinds of people in this world. (laughs) People who think there are two kinds of people in this world and people who don't. I like that. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had, oh, you know, it also makes me think of this false binary that comes up a lot with my clients who the majority of whom are mask of center or male identified. And this, this really comes up more with the, with the cis men or people who are have whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, This thing of like, but I'm not Harvey Weinstein. 
It's like yeah. the binary is Harvey Weinstein oh my God. and everyone else. Right. It's like, it's, that's not, we're, that's, we're not, what? No one is saying that about <laughs> No you. one's saying that. Like, and maybe they are, but like, yeah, let's not be that reductive. You know right. what I mean? Like you can be, we are all people who are constantly causing harm and fucking up all the time. Are you being visited by an animal right now? I hear scuttering. No, she just like picked up her favorite toy and just like had a little moment with it. It was really cute. Which animal? Tennessee. Oh. But everyone is acting like they're suddenly awake and it's dinner time, which oh. is imminent. But I don't need to go just yet. No okay. one's like screaming at me. They're just giving me death stares. They're like, and they're, up, they're like, they're sharking. They start to like yes. come closer, you know. Um, okay. I want to go back to this thing because I would imagine that a lot of people were like really shocked by my taking an issue with the idea of like believe women. This quote. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. Believe, mm-hmm. believe women. I think it did it again, Mia. The balloons just came up when you said it's when you do air quotes. Is it? It's this. Do do but it's not doing it now. I don't, okay, I, I literally like well, let's maybe give it a rest. But I did. I did put air quotes around system. Yeah. When I said criminal justice system, it's not happening. What happens when I do this? Nothing. No. Okay. What if I'm I have seen it go like like when you raise your hand and then like the raise hand emoji goes up or if you do a thumbs up and it does the thumbs up emoji like zoom does do that I've seen that happen okay anyway believe, believe women. women I want to make sure that no one is like Mia says don't believe women <laughs> <laughs> that's how memory works right they're gonna yes. be like that's what they heard so <laughs> here's what I well, I just want to be clear about what I mean by that. I mean, you sent me a really great post about this, right? Where it's like, it was something along the lines of like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we say believe women, but we also have to like bear in mind that memory is fallible, that it, that people have trauma, that people are, you know, some people sometimes are manipulative, that sometimes some people have ulterior motives or, you know, reason to um, like the, the, you know, that their prior trauma, like, uh, lenses, put lenses, filters that, yes. you know, that, that this event like triggered them because of a past trauma and now has been like categorized into that mold. It gets washed from the historical lens. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like all of these things are true. Mm-hmm. And I think if we look at things that are not as extreme as, you know, I went to a hundred, like that are things more akin to my mom thought I had her Olympus, but I had her Nikon. Mm -hmm. We can all admit and acknowledge like, yeah, I've totally misremembered something before. You know, I've totally like thought that I lent this person a book, but I actually lent this other person a different book or like, um, yeah. I mean, I have countless examples in my life of like, thinking I had a conversation with this person, but actually it was with this other. So then we have to be willing to apply that to these like more serious kind, like, you know, when your memory does this same thing, but in like way more extreme and sensitive and charged situations. Yeah. I think something we've talked about a lot is like, you know, I, um, shout out to my trauma babies. I love you. I'm coming for you. Exclusively date highly traumatized people Mm -hmm. being a highly traumatized person myself and seem to have most of my friends are that way too. I mean, maybe that's a 12 step thing, but anyway, 
that often when there's conflict and the conflict is about like, you said you were going to do this and you didn't, or like you misheard me, it, it goes, it shoots up to like this really intense level of activation, yeah. like right away, because people grew up in houses where like conflict was so unsafe. You know what I right. mean? So then everything I'm saying is being lensed through you're like looking at me like I'm your father who used to hit you. Do you know what I'm right, saying? Like, and I'm right. like, whoa, that is not what's happening. But I can't have a conversation with you about reality because you're not in reality anymore. Yeah. And then it gets into this whole thing of like, you are, you, Risden, are allowed to like express anger, you know? And, and are you sure? Can you say that again? Risden, <laughs> Ro- Risden Roberts is allowed to express anger. But this is a thing that's been coming up a lot. Like, you know, and, and I, I actually, I posted something that I think is related today around like, you know, things that are not coercive are like someone else's excitement or enthusiasm about an activity, um, real live time constraints. You know, the movie starts at seven o'clock. Like we have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or if we're going to have sex, we have seven minutes, you know, right. like, um, and <laughs> And then, and then the, the last thing on that list was, and this is by no means a comprehensive list, but like your needs, like if you have needs and desires, that is not coercive to somebody else. And we have to be able to distinguish between like, I feel pressure mm. and you are putting pressure on me. Yes, 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 yes. Um. And then also, I think there's even instances in which it's appropriate to put pressure on someone. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be room for that in life. Like, I have an urgent need. You're telling me that you're tired. And I'm telling you, I need you to drive me to the hospital. Like, right. wake the fuck up, you know? This is this is this other thing we've talked about. Uh, emotional drink some tri- coffee. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> let's go, honey. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emotional triage, which I I mm-hmm. like thought was a low level skill, and have realized through being in the world for almost forty years that it's a high level skill. This thing of like, whose need in the moment is more um, urgent, heavy, pressing, emergency? Right, like you needing to go to the hospital and me needing to take a nap. Right. Clearly, right. you needing to go to the hospital should be the thing. My nap gets thrown to the wayside. But it's interesting yes. how I have conflict or conversations with people where it's like things are made to be equal. That I'm just like. Mm-mm. No, like, like if I, my car got towed and your dog died, your dog trumps my car. Like, yes. how is that not understood? I, it's very odd to me. Right. There's a really great example of this on, dare I bring it up, Ugly Betty. <laughs> Mia's, <laughs> Mia's favorite show. Well, also, you know, I love to use like pieces of media as like teaching tools. That are 15 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I won't go in. I, I really won't go in. There's basically, there's like a, there's someone who's like going to buy the company. And so he needs a sales pitch, but then someone else's baby gets kidnapped. And the guy is like, I don't have any other time available for you to give me this pitch. So I need you to give it to me right now. And the guy is like, okay. Like the guy's like, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow morning and he's going to save the company. So the, the guy who runs the company decides to give the pitch instead of trying to look for this woman's baby. And then he just ends up making like, you know, the moral in, at least in, I don't, I'm not going to say that I think this is like moral or less moral or whatever, but like in the, in the show, he decides to say, I actually can't do this right now. This is more important to me. I care about this. It's also like, it's supposedly his half brother. It turns out not to be his half brother because drama, drama, 
But, uh, you know, watching that play out and watching someone weigh in real time, like which of these needs is more pressing. Um, and so very often I see people go, you know, like, well, and, and people especially love to throw this, uh, like lobby this accusation of hypocrisy at me and also people who value and like, you know, vocally value consent. Other people love to accuse you of like not practicing consent, but only in ways that like serve their narrative about themselves. Right. So like multiple times someone has like epically trauma dumped on me without checking in on like, am I available? What is my capacity? Also often like grossly crossing boundaries of like the, our relationship. And then, or I watch them trauma dump on other people. And then um, my dog is trying to play with my cat. It's really <laughs> cute. Um, but then, you know, I will do something like, a concrete example is like, tell a story about this time that I fell. And this person who I've watched trauma dump on complete strangers, including my friends, will say like, everyone knows that you're supposed to practice consent before sharing a story like that, Mia. You know, like, like you're supposed to know better because you're the consent wizard. And I'm like, listen, first of all, that's like a really remedial understanding of the word consent. Second of all, like, no, you're, you're, you're saying that your need, you have a need, like own that need. You yeah. would like me to ask you permission mm -hmm. to tell a story like that. Own that. Don't try to make it a universal truth about everybody. That. That and right then, there. Right. And then simultaneously, I have watched you trauma dump to the extreme about sexual assault to total straight, including my friends and like an off duty therapist at midnight in her own home, you know, like, and my, you're my not asking, right, right. So like, and I'm not coming at you for that because right. you're your own person, dude. Like, yeah. I think it's fucked up, but you're your own person. You're 30 years old, you know? So like, but then don't come for me and act like I should know better. You know what I mean? It's like just unwilling to, anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make here, I think <laughs> is, I don't even know. I don't know. What am I trying to say? Rizzo? Can you help me? You know, memory is valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to call the podcast that this week. Memory is fallible. We'll yeah. be like, what is that word? What is that? Or will they just be like, that's not a word? What do you think? You know what, Risen? We're gay. So we can make up words as much as we want. This is what the gays do. Yeah. Bussy. Tell me it's yeah. not a word. It's in the dictionary, probably. I believe it. I bet you they, it is. In the they, them. They, them. <laughs> <laughs> Your silent laughter does not read on a podcast. Yeah, they're like, wow, Risen's yeah. really quiet. Yeah, I'm a silent yeah. laugher. Um, no, but the thing about, you know, this is this is the pedestalization. Is that a word? That is a word. Okay, that happens to you a lot, that if mm. you were, you're the arbiter of what is and what is not consensual, you know, because again, right. it's this, the binarying, right? Like Mia yeah. is good. So anything that Mia does that is not good means that they are bad. It's like, what... I, I don't understand what's going on in your brain. Like what no. is going on in your brain? Um, because everybody else 
gets to be in the learning and in the mud and figuring it out and fucking up. But you're yes. not allowed to. No, 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 no. Because you're supposed to be perfect before you teach anything. You're supposed to be fully healed before you become a therapist. Oh, like, Lord. What? Let me just, I'm going to tell you right now, these bitches are sick. No way. The yeah. people I'm in oh, school yeah. school with for therapy, I'm like, no, no, y'all, sh- but you misunderstood the assignment. You're supposed to get therapy, not yes. become a therapist. But also, like, why do you think people go into these things? You know, it's like, because this fascinates you because it's like relevant to you. Right. I mean, I think... There's also like that whenever someone puts me on a pedestal and like I hear that, you know, I've had people say like, I revere you. I am in awe of you. I, you know, I know that I must be doing something right because here I am having dinner with the consent wizard. Like these are quotes. Okay. Like I'm like, we are doomed. My palms are sweating. They're sweating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are, it's like, it's the same people who then often whatever, like demand more nuance or like cause harm and then say that they're being attacked or like then accuse me of harming them because they feel bad to learn that they've hurt people. You know, it's like, that's my favorite when people are mad that you tell them the, what their actions were. You just tell them what the results of their actions were and then they're upset at you. Right. 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 Just like licking the barbecue sauce off my fingers. That one's Mm. so good. Yeah, I think, um, you know, whenever I'm in a position to be a word you have like discouraged me from using as expert, um, which is Uh, a word that I literally just bust out my Hitachi to because I fantasize about being an expert. If anything is... You can use that. I don't don't use that word. I I was just going to tell everyone what Mia says. I don't use that word. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) But... This idea of like, even when I'm in a position where I am like, like with surrogate partner therapy, when I am like the expert in the room, I'm the person who knows about sex and the other person doesn't, which is fucking ridiculous. But I'm very clear to be like, these are my preferences. This is what I, this is how I enjoy kissing, for example. And this is what I found that other people that I enjoy kissing also enjoy. However, if we were in a different situation, it might be more like this. Like if we were having passionate intercourse it maybe would involve more tongue like like again incorporating different people's experience like this is just my experience right okay i love what you're saying does it make any sense i want to i want to do something and and find out if you come immediately are you ready great yeah hold on let me make sure i'm on my jeans the right way okay go ahead okay (laughs) risden you're an expert Uh, it's like it's just like a little just like a little like of one just like a microgasm yeah a little like pee trill Mm. (laughs) so my mother doesn't listen to this so i'm not worried i mean my mom would be cracking up oh that's lovely yeah okay wait so i want to take what you're saying and tell you about this one of the last boys that i ever dated cis boys that i ever Mm -hmm. dated was the worst kisser of all time (laughs) and it took me a long time I'd say to like phrase it that way because mm. in my attempt to be non-judgmental and open and accommodating and to consider all realms of possibility diplomatic possibility, possibility a world of possibility yes I was attempting to discuss this both like in my own head with myself and with him as though like this is not 
how I would like to be kissed mm. and that perhaps this other people have loved this as opposed to saying objectively, this person is a bad kisser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I am now giving myself permission to say this person wasn't a tr- like an abominably bad kisser. I think for the sake of our audience, could you give us like a little like, yes, a little oral, demo- oral demonstration. <laughs> oral. Uh, yeah. I, f- I remember you telling me some details that I was like, Oh, yes. Oh wow. Okay. So slobbery. Just, just wet. And so what I want to know when you say that is, wait, yes, please. Okay. Ice cream scooping with his tongue deep in my mouth. That's the like one. Digging for my urethra, which is, no, wait, my, yes, my urethra. No, your urethra is your pee hole. Yes, it's your pee hole. <laughs> the, this it's thing. In- it's your uvula. I yes. mix them up. Yeah. Yep. Um, your, my uvula. Uvula. <laughs> Probably felt like he was going for your urethra because it was so literally in going there. all the way down. Yes, um, like just unbelievable amounts of just so much spit. No regard for like even like where my mouth actually was, and it went beyond my mouth. Like he just was licking me and like drooling on me. And, and he was, he was like licking my back and licking my neck and like licking around my face. And I just remember being like, I, if I am open to the possibility that other people are into this, I hate this. And like, I really feel like if this is something that it was so unclear to me, I was like, are you doing this because you like it? Are you doing this because you think I like it? Are you doing it? Who is it for? Are you doing this because you want me to do this to you? Like, I was like, I do not understand what's going on because I do not like being kissed this way. And so I don't know if you like kissing this way or if you want me to mirror you, but you're sure as shit not mirroring me. Mm. I gave more feedback for kissing in this situation than like anything in my entire, you know, people have eaten my puss and I've, um, I love giving direction. I think I'm pretty good at it. I have perhaps collectively in my entire life not given as much direction for when people go down on me as I did to this one guy about how to kiss me. And it was not just the kissing, as one can only imagine. Like, the sex, too. I just was like, what are you doing? Who is this for? Is this aggression for you? Is it for me? Because I don't like it. Is it because you've watched really bad porn? Is it because you are trying to prove you're a man? I was like, I don't know. I do not know what's going on. Wasn't there like a back move? There was something with your back? Oh, there was. Okay. I was like straddling him on a chair at one point and I had like borrowed a pair of shorts for some reason. And he stuck his hands like up through the sides of the shorts to pick me up somehow like by my butt and so the shorts clotheslined my <gasps> vagina yeah you melvins you got a melvin my vulva yeah. yeah like like thin seam up my like deep you know front thong floss yeah it like, was so painful yeah. and i just was like what 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 because- are you he saw it in a porn once and it looked really cool when I guess so when small hands did it. So, <laughs> well, 
I guess the the thing here is that I'm listening to you say, you know, find your preferences. Like what you like may be different from what other people like. And like, that's a beautiful thing. And like, da, da, da. And then I'm like, are there also op- like instances where it's like, dude, you're telling me about like how people have ghosted you again and again and again, like people you've dated. And I'm like, I have it. I have the information, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like the thing of like, when you find an, an injured bug, you're like, do I put it out of its misery? I know. You're like, is not- it- oh, 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 Tennessee. Wow, it's dinner time. It is dinner time. We yeah. should wrap up anyway, right. but finish what you're saying. Oh yeah. Just, is it more benevolent to tell somebody the truth? Right. But yeah, right. I will say t- most of my clients that in SBT, oh, yeah. Tennis. Oh, she can't tennis. hear me. She can't hear me. Um, but she's, yeah, I know. a lot of it is their instinct is to give a lot of tongue and a lot of passionate, what I would characterize as right. more like we're having like some kind of penetrative sex at this point kissing. And I'm like, let's start very much different than that. That that was, that was what was happening. It was like, right. It was like, you're going from zero to a hundred. You're kissing me like the most I mean, I'm p- passionate is objective, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't ever want to be kissed this way. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting because like, you know, the way that he was licking my whole body, I'm like, I fucking hated this. I hated it so much. I, ugh, it makes me want to barf. But then it's interesting because, you know, I since then have been licked by some ladies mm-hmm. and girls just lick different. I, we could have They're a whole episode different. about girl kissing and how great it is yes yeah. which is why my sister different. jane continues to do it even though she says she's not bi <laughs> just keeps kissing girls at nightclubs i'm like okay i see you i mean what is it to be bi if not to like kissing okay tennessee we, we have, have to wrap, wrap. we yeah. have to wrap she's up she's starving to death clearly <laughs> she's so upset <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, this was great, Risden. I love you. This is also our second meetup of the day. So yeah. <laughs> that's my husky. Okay. Uh, thank I love you, you so much. I love you. I'll talk to you Bye. later. Bye.